Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Welcome to Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio for Cedar and Cat. It is July 16, 2017. I'm joined here at the studio helm by Kathy Long and Hey, you guys. You're, you're breaking oh, up, Rusty. Again? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're breaking yes. up again. Uh, oh, you know what? It's gonna it's gonna stop after the music stops. It's gonna stop right. after I turn off after I turn off the damn music. How's that? <laughs> there you go. All right. There you go. Well, it is uh it's July sixth and how you guys doing over there in Burbank and in the desert? <laughs> Let's start with Bob. No, the desert doesn't have a name. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> the desert, the, the, the arid area. We'll just call it the arid area. <laughs> the arid area. Anyway, so folks, <laughs> our phone number is. I, just, I love how I say, "How's everyone doing?" and no one says anything. But anyway, <laughs> our phone number. Is, um, it's okay. It's okay. Um, our phone number here is three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Thank you, Stephen Spidey Morris. He uh, tagged um, me and in a post in Fighting Stars magazine. I'm assuming that shared this show. Um, thank you so much, Spidey. We got a bunch of people watching live right here on Facebook. We got Rick Bear watching. He says he has a hangover, but he's watching too. Uh oh. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> J.W. Warwick says, have a great day. Peter Chan, Peter Chan, how you doing, Shifu? He says, a new movie about Master League. It is not that way. Okay. Stephen Levitt, hey, Stephen. Good morning. Nathan Halbridge says, good morning, beautiful. Which one of us? Nathan? Me. Oh, all of us. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> all of us. And we've got all of us. There we go. And we've got go. uh we've got another brother, Ted Mattingly. He says Aloha from Hawaii. Respect to all spirit. How you doing, brother? Thanks for joining us everyone. So our phone number here when we open the lines up at eleven thirty is three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Stay tuned after our first segment because we're gonna have our special guest Bob Robinson. On the show. Oh, hey, Rusty, can, can you move yeah. the phone number down? The uh, the uh, uh, viewer number is in the way of the phone number. Oh, okay. How's that? <laughs> there we go. I don't I don't oh, know right. yet. Oh yeah, we've yep. got a we've got like a thirty second delay, but that's okay. Right. All right. So let's uh, let you guys have. 
Rusty, I, I got a question for you, Rusty. I got a question. All right. Knowing All right. me and knowing my attitude, knowing how I am, because, you know, I'm an Uber driver and a Lyft driver. If you got right. in my car, would you look at me and you go, wow, this guy really cares, and he really cares about my problems? Because if I'm giving off that kind of vibe, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I was like, if I just... If I just walk in a car and there's an Uber driver or even a cab driver and I don't know who they are, I don't know if I'd pick up, you know, oh, they really want to, you know, uh, they really got the bartender vibe. And I'm just going right. to tell them all my problems. I, so I guess, guess I have that. What? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm waiting. So let me guess. Uh, let me guess. People think you're that. People think you're you're that bartender. They can like tell all their problems too. Is that right? They, they do. I had one. I had a girl get in the car the other day, Friday, and she was hammered. It was only like four, like six o'clock in the evening. She was hammered, had a few beers, started talking about going to rehab, and the rehab wouldn't accept her back, and she's coked out, and she's on meth, and and. She's got a boyfriend oh and a doctor, and they're into BDSM. Oh, I don't what, 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 what happened? What on my face you know, said, please tell me your shit? <laughs> you know, Pete Rife is, uh, is online with us, and he says, stop offering them candy, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> that's, only the gir- that's only the single girls, Pete. Oh, oh. Wait a minute. I remember being as young as 10 years old and people telling me their life stories. Wow. Maybe I just yeah. listened well. I, mean, I don't know. Well, what, when you were a kid, what were your thoughts on that? When people would just come up to you and go, <sighs> you know, as odd as it may sound, yes. I could be. Wow sitting at a bus stop or standing in line waiting for something and they would just start talking to me and then tell me the right story and then ask advice. (laughs) (laughs) It's been going on all my life. Well, you've got that vibe, I guess. We've got Vidal, how you doing, Daryl? We've got, uh, oh, Stephen, Spidey's back on. Thanks for coming back. Lisa King, the Black Widow. Lisa King is watching. How you doing, girl? We got also Tom Dwyer. Tom Dwyer. And uh, another shout Tom, my buddy Tom there. He is the host of Big Daddy Roadshow. And um, let's just say that it's an adult podcast. There is some cussing on um, some adult subjects, you know, nothing, nothing bad or anything like that. But, you know, it's adult talk, so... Go check it out, because he's a fun guy. It's a fun show. Go check out my buddy Tom, Big Daddy Roadshow. All right, we've also got Jamie Larkin Meiser uh, joining us. So thanks for watching, everybody. Oh, he posted the uh, link to his show, so check it out in the comments below. Check it out. Spidey says, Spidey is always hanging in there, quote, unquote, in the corner. I see what you did there. I see what you mean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, with that said, let's get on with the show. So let's start with Bob. What do you have for birthdays there, Bob? 
Well, let, <laughs> let, let let me open open up the uh, the the birthday of the email that I sent you. Damn it. Okay. Uh, sent. There we go. Uh, birthdays. On the 18th, we have Noel Langabon out of Palmdale. We have on 7:20, we have Jason Sterling and Rich Boyce. And on the 21st, we have Jim Porter, David Dorian Ross, oh, and nice. Ron David. David. David Dorian Ross. I want to send a shout out there to one of my Tai Chi brothers out there. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the, one of the most skilled Tai Chi colleagues that I'm thrilled and honored to know. So, you know, he does have a, uh, he does have a, uh, if I remember correctly, a Facebook team that has, uh, Tai Chi and Qigong exercises. So look him up, David Dorian Roth, R-O-S, look him up, check out his videos. He's also on YouTube. If I remember correctly, and uh, check out his videos. That's a good thing to wake up to. Um, and that's my shout out for Tai Chi in the morning, not just for those people. <laughs> 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 just have to that's put right. that out there. Just not for old people anymore. Because yeah. Bob knows. Bob knows if there's anything that drives me insane, it's people that say. You know what? When I get older, I'm gonna be teaching. Well, you know what? It's too late at that point. All right, I've got a few birthdays. Um, one of my students, John. John. Uh, I never could say his last name, so I'm just going to uh, I'm guess. Animalize. His birthday is on the 17th. We've also got Marco Palermo. His birthday is also on the 17th. And let me bring this other window up here. It's being slow. We've got Jared Kirby. His birthday is today. Same with J.W. Warwick. J.W., you still watching? Happy birthday, J.W. I didn't know that. Happy birthday. We've also got Mark Cook. His birthday is today. And uh, let's see. Who else have we got here? My... My old friend from junior high and high school, Debbie Whitford, um, known as Debbie Thompson when I knew her, beautiful friend. Um, we just got in touch with each other a few years ago, right here on Facebook, after years of trying to find each other. God bless her soul. She passed away last year, and I'm still kind of bummed. But happy birthday. Um it is also Raven Jameson's birthday. Um, later on this week, we've got Ryan Shankar on the 18th. We've got uh, Kate Dragon Luke on the 18th. Bram Frank, my uh, my uh, our niece and Estima and Blade brother Bram Frank. Happy birthday, Quia Bram. We've got Leon Bienville also on the 19th. Danny Sanchez on the 19th. Uh, former student of mine, Kate Anglin, also on the 19th. We've got Richard North Northwood on the 20th, Daniel Borden, uh, John Mace, and Jeff Wagner on the 20th, and one of my partners in crime, Lynn Yancha, her birthday's on the 21st, and she's spending it in Disney World in Orlando, Florida right now. So Yay! We, I know, having, having a blast over there. And... Uh, 
I believe, oh, let's see, we've got Master Ron Kozakowski um, on the 21st, and that pulls my mind on the 22nd. Whew, that's a, that's a long list for me. <laughs> what about you, Kat? Who do you have for birthdays this month? Do you know anyone with a birthday? You know what? Um, the friends that I had who were birthdays this month have already passed. Um, I can't think of anybody else who has birthdays later this month other than David Dorian Ross, but... And so that's it. If I missed anybody, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, with that said, folks, happy birthday. Make it a great birthday week. And this tune is for you. We sing happy birthday to you. And may all your dreams come true. Happy, happy birthday. starting at 6 o'clock at the Martial Artistic Museum, 2319 West Magnolia Boulevard in the city, Burbank, 91506. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, Felix Rollins and Michelle Manu there as vendors selling their equipment, their books, their DVDs, whatever they have to sell. Uh, it's going to be a big party like it was on uh, January 1st. The only entrance admission is bring some food. That's it. Bring food. Yeah. Bring food. And don't. (laughs) 
food. <laughs> yeah, we'll have like 30 bags of chips with no food, no entrees, no dessert, just, just chips. <laughs> that, that, would just, that would just suck. Now, Bob and uh, and Kat, you're, are you coming up for that? You're coming up, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I requested that day off, yes. <laughs> oh, right on. So, Bob and Kat and I are going to be this event, and oh, if you come in, we win a short interview. So, come on in, enjoy some food, bring a dish to share with everybody, and uh, have some fun for the free Dragon Fest potluck party, and there's going to be um, some other celebrities there and stuff like that. That'd be great. We've got Mike Shintaku watching. How you doing, Mike? We've got uh, Grandmaster Ron Liu also watching. How you doing? Michael Blackburn and Alfonso Valle Guerrero are watching. Uh, Stephen Levitt says, what kind of food do you want? Seriously, you guys, he's asking, what kind of food do we want? <laughs> that's, a, that's an open-ended question, and that's a game changer there, Stephen. That's a game changer. <laughs> what do you guys think, Bob, Cat? I don't know. He makes some great barbecue chicken. Oh, yeah. barbecue chicken's always good. Um, yeah, you can't go you know. And don't forget, we need drinks, too. So we don't want all this food oh, and, and no drinks. drinks. Yeah, drinks. So who's bringing the vodka? I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> drink. <laughs> drink. Just drink, you know, just drink the drinks, you know, soda, pop, water. Water is good. Um, you know, a good thing to do, guys, if you come, bring cases of water. Bring cases of water to the martial artists. Um, because they would greatly appreciate that. Because they, they do a lot of... What was that? I don't know. Uh... Sorry, that was me. Oh, oh. oh, that was you? Sorry. Wow. Yeah, that was me. That's okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, because the, the Martial Artistry Museum, they do a lot of tours for kids and stuff like that. So, so having cases of bottled water would be a great a great donation to the Martial Museum. So just drop it off. And Bob Robinson, our guest in a little bit, says, food for how many peeps? We have no idea we have no idea. There's going to be yeah. people coming in Last time we had all the way from, yeah, there's going to be people from like 11 a.m. until about 6. So you never know. Emmett Sharma is watching. How you doing, Emmett? Um, <clears throat> John Lupo says, looks like I'm going to miss out then today. Aw, John. Bob says, when is this potluck again? It is next Saturday, the 22nd. 22nd at the Martial Arts. History Museum. It's going to be... At 6 p.m. At, at... Wait, the potluck is at 6? The potluck is at 6. After the museum okay, closes. Oh, right, 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 yes. right, right, right. Be there okay. or be square. Be there or be yes. square. Actually, just be around the martial arts history museum. <laughs> uh, 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 the old, uh, the older uh, I get, uh, the rounder I get. <laughs> Right. Lupe Garcia is watching too. Right on. We've got a lot of viewers today. Bob says 60 peeps. Dang, I was going to bring champagne and ca- caviar, but that's too many peeps. Just bring it for the host, Bob. <laughs> yes, just for the host. 
Just for the host, champagne yeah. caviar and uh, and some uh, thin just bread. Just for the host, nothing but the host. Yeah, just for the host <laughs> and you, <laughs> because you brought it. Anyway, all right, so that's uh, that's great. Now, with that said, you know, uh, is it the next weekend, Bob, or a couple weekends later? Is Dragon Fest itself two weeks later? So two weeks later. Let's talk a little bit about Dragon Fest. So. August 5th, 2017, at the Burbank Marriott Convention Center, starting at 11 a.m. Coming to 6 p.m., folks, at the Burbank Marriott Convention Center. It's going to be all day, Saturday, August 5th. Uh, and for vendors, if I remember correctly, and they have a bigger bit. Uh, Michael Matsuda um, of the Kitchen Museum says that they have like 10,000. Did I get that right, Bob? 10,000 feet? Yes, it's about 8,000 square feet. They have doubled the vendors this year. They have over 100, which is really cool. Which wow. has grown every year. Uh, they had a write-up in uh, in the AAA magazine, which has four, four, like 4 million subscribers to it. Uh, nice. Uh, the, wow. ad- the address is 2500 North Hollywood Way, Burbank, California, 91505. It's going to be 11 to 6 mm-hmm. on the 5th. And then we have the VIP red carpet on the 6th at the Martial Arts History Museum. Yes, at the Martial Arts History Museum, August 6th. Uh, what's on that? On August 6th. I think that's now, a couple things is remember that. Dragon Fest, you have to go to Dragon Fest to go to the red carpet. The cost of Dragon Fest is $30 and $5 more to go to the VIP. And like we get every year, there is no will call. There is no somebody left me tickets. Uh, there's no, do you know who I am? I deserve to get in for free. It is a fundraiser for the museum. They have that I every mean, year. On. They have entourage of of people coming in, and and the per they're they're friends of a, a celebrity, and they're, they're dumbfounded that they have to pay to get in. And it happens. What's funny is it happens every year. The first year they they know they have to pay. The second year they yeah. still act stupid, and but they still have to pay. Third year, same thing. I can't wait for this year. To see who's going. Uh, yeah. Just kidding! I have to pay. You know, it, you know, it's a the martial arts okay. museum and and Dragon Fest. Well, yeah, you have. You know, we had to pay for these tickets, so it's kind of like, you know, it's like it's a fundraiser for the martial arts history museum, folks. And to to demand to get in free. I have no words. I can't even think about what I have to say <laughs> about this. So, <laughs> this is where we have to go to like Cat for the diplomacy because I'd never go to Bob for that. But <laughs> yeah, because they feel because people feel so self-important that they should be allowed to go in free everywhere they go. Um, wait a minute, is that diplomatic? I don't know, <laughs> but. <laughs> there you go. But there you know, you get go. off your high horse, folks. Get off your high horse. This is the reason we're going to this. It's the reason you pay yeah. the door. It's a donation. You're helping something, a great cause. Don't forget yeah. that. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Kat. It's a great cause. Oh. Dragon Fest 
you know, and would if not. You go, remember, it's it's cash only at the door, Rusty. No credit yes. cards at the door. But cash if you buy them online, you buy you can use your credit card online, and you give it and you give to go to the front of the line with your ticket, and you get it there going go. right away. There you go. So yeah, we're looking at like not even like two and a half. You know, three weeks, you know, Dragon Fest. It's like one of the biggest martial arts only conventions. Um, so, this is convention. Um, and there's another, you know, cool thing that very much fit on the fact that the martial arts history museum, uh, and the celebrity Q&A seminar at the museum. And uh, we'll be there again um, to, uh, to be covering that. So there you go. All right. <clears throat> Let's move on. We've got Master Clark Tang watching and Sensei Elaine Yamano watching. And we've got uh, Spidey Morris watching um, through, through his alter ego. <laughs> yeah, he's got, nice. Spidey, Spidey's got like three alter egos that I know of <laughs> on Facebook. And I think I'm friends with all of them. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> So with that said, let's see. I wanted to do. Okay, now we're. I had to get my notes straight here. It's time to get on to our weird news. So what do we got for weird news? This right, comes so to us out of Texas. A man trapped in an ATM slips note to customers begging for help. A Texas man who became trapped inside an ATM slipped notes to customers via the receipt slot pleading for them to help him escape, police said on Thursday. The How, contract wait, 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 wait. How does somebody get trapped inside an ATM? Oh, that, that's easy. Give, give me a, this explains the whole sordid mess. This okay. is amazing. A contractor became stuck Wednesday when he was changing a lock to a Bank of America room that leads to the back of the AGM in Corpus, in Corpus Christi. Police Lieutenant oh, Chris Hopper okay. said he okay. couldn't let himself out of the room because he didn't have a, card, a, a key card on him and was unable to notify bank employees for help. Apparently, he left his cell phone and the swipe card he needed to get out of the room outside in his truck, Hooper said. When he realized customers were retrieving cash from the ATM, he passed notes to them through the ATM slot. One read, please help. I'm stuck in here, and I don't have my phone. Please call my boss. Oh, no. I shouldn't be laughing at that. Yeah. Oh, no. Some, some customers appeared to dismiss the note as a gag, Hooper said, but one called police who detected a faint voice coming from inside the ATM. An officer kicked in the door to the room and freed the man whose name has not yet been released. Everyone is okay, Aww. but you will, you will never see this in your life that somebody was stuck in the ATM. It was just crazy. Richard Olden, a police senior officer, told KRIS-TV. Oh, oh my gosh, that sucks. <laughs> I know, right? Can you imagine, you know, it's just another day at work. 
and I'm stuck in the ATM, and no one believes me that I'm here. This note, they think right. it's like a fortune cookie note. <laughs> they think it's a fortune cookie. What the hell? <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, that's, that's too bad. But as, that's weird news, all right. Let's move on to yep, entertainment yes. news. You're familiar with Wrigley Gum, right? Remember the Doubleman Twins? Yeah, yeah, the Doubleman Twins. old commercial. Okay. Well, Wrigley is suing a Chicago e-cigarette company for using its juicy fruit and Doubleman Gum to double smokers' pleasure. In their lawsuit, Wrigley says Chi-Town Vapors has been selling vape juices that copy the packaging of its 100-plus-year-old gum. Wrigley says it's, huh. it's contacted Chi-Town Vapors in July 2014, tell, telling the company to stop selling the product, and Vapors backed off, but only, a few mu- but only for a few months. Wrigley says the company then resumed its operation in November 2015, copying the gum's green double-arrow design on the packaging, but abbreviating the e-liquid's name to DBL for double and then mint. Wrigley sent oh. another cease and desist letter. It went ignored. Then Chi-Town Vapors began selling a juicy J-O-O-S-Y fruit <laughs> e-liquid flavor. <laughs> oh, that's funny. There's no way around it. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, and then Wrigley wants Chi-Town Vapors to stop all sales of the e-liquid products and to collect any profits it's made off them. Huh. Wow. 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 Interesting. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> but at least they tried to change it. You know, when some when some guy in Malaysia stole my my uh martial arts studios logo and just changed the Seattle from Seattle Wushu Center to whatever Wushu Center but stole my logo, I was like, Yeah, I got you. I got your number, buddy. There's no way you can say it was an accident. <laughs> so, anyway. <clears throat> All right. So, in lieu of in lieu of health news, we're running about uh, we're running we're gonna be running about five minutes late. I want to do something different. I want to do just a, a little little uh, bit of a trivia contest. Not not necessarily just a contest, but because you know you don't get to win anything except bragging rights that you that you won a, a, a trivia little contest on Dynamic Dojo Talk TV. So that's all you get. But let's play some trivia. All right. So I am going to spin the random trivia generator, and it'll come up with a question, and I will ask it. And the first person to type their answer down below. Just gets a big cheer from me, Bob and Cat. <laughs> That's it. Bragging rights. All right. Question number one. Let's spin the dial here. We've got what fruit is packed with the most calories? What's your answer, folks? What fruit is packed with the most calories? Put it down right in the comments below. Who's going to be first? 
got a bunch of people watching. We got Tim Kiss watching. We got David Bordeaux watching. We've got Nobu Ishii watching. Dana Abbott, Elaine Yamano, a whole bunch of people. Julie, Julie, how you doing, girl? So, what is your answer to this trivia question? What fruit is packed with the most calories? And we're waiting. Everyone's Googling. That's what's going on. <laughs> oh, not right. Not right. But, you know, they'll do that. I have my suspicions on the fruit with the most calories. Yeah. You know, I guessed at it, and I was, I was actually correct. John Bain says banana. Tom Dwyer says banana. David Bordeaux says avocado. And let's flip the card. Da, 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 da. It is the avocado. It's the avocado. Uh, I was right. I would have guessed correctly. Is, Yay. Yeah, I guessed correctly. So you get a big cheer from me, Cat Bob. Woo! Yay! Woo! Yay! Woo-hoo! David Bardot says no Googling. No Googling. All right. Let's spin the wheel. We'll spin the wheel three times. So this is the second time. And the question next question is. How many lanes does an Olympic standard swimming pool have? How many lanes does an Olympic standard swimming pool have? We got Aileen Alvarez watching. <clears throat> well, that's our that's our tr- second trivia question. Who's going to be first to get bragging rights <laughs> on the Dynamic Dojo Talk TV show? How many lanes does an Olympic standard Swimming pool has Stephen Levitt is in. He says eight, and let's flip the card, and it is eight. Stephen, Stephen Levitt, you got it, brother. You got it. Big cheer for Stephen. Woo! All right. Hey, hey Steve. And good job, Kirby. <laughs> All right, and let's go to let's go to a different category here. Um, let's see. Okay, here's one. This is history. History. The U.S. President James Garfield died of what cause? And for everyone trying to answer the Olympic standard uh, swimming pool lanes, it's eight, not nine, not ten, not sixteen, not eleven. It's eight. Stephen Levitt got that one. <clears throat> so. The U.S. President James Garfield died of what cause? Tom says, I need a darling brother. Aileen, so there's uh, one answer. Aileen says polio. Stephen Levitt says gunshot wound. Let's flip the card. He was shot. Stephen gets it again. Boom. Wow. There you go. Two for yeah, three. Yeah, but he's sitting in front of the computer. Yeah, and then Dan he's Ross Googling. came in. <laughs> Dan Ross came in and said assassinated, uh, but Stephen got it first, Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> so there we go. And then we got Steph, uh, Stephanie Harpfeld watching. Tim Kiss is also watching. Well, thanks for playing, everyone. You know, we used to have um, we used to have the trivia contest a lot uh, last year, <clears throat> and I went by the wayside and got lazy with it. And I thought, you know, today I want to do our our little uh, our little trivia tricky shoot there. So let's do this, folks. What we're going to do is we're just going to take a uh, short break. And when we come back, we're going to be joined with our special guest of the hour, 
Bob Robinson. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children, and we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest? or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Welcome back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio and Talk TV with Lucita, Robert, and Kathy. Our phone number here is 347-770-6699. That's uh, 347-677-0699. We've got Kat and Bob back on the line with us. Yay! Yay, yay, yay. Yay! All right. So, our special guest 
of the hour. I'm going to give the mic over to Kat, who will introduce our guest for the next hour, hour and a half, or however long we've got on the line here. Don't turn it over completely to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. You just get to introduce them. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) one of my dearest friends, Bob Robison. How are you there? Can you hear me? We're bringing his mic up now. Hey, yeah, Bob, we can hear you now. Can. All right. Hey. So we got two Bobs on the line right now. So I got to figure out a way to uh, to kind of like, I got to figure out what to call you guys. Because if I go Bob and you well, both go what? <laughs> you, know, you know, you guys have that thing where where Kat says, my Bob, and you say, my Bob. We're referring to uh, me. No. Yeah. We could. <laughs> we could. <laughs> <laughs> we Wait, could, it's but, like um, the movie Office Space. We're the Bobs. Yeah, we're the Bobs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> At least you're not oh, like George know. Foreman, who names all his sons George. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> George the fifth and George the second and George. <laughs> yeah, that's just not yeah, right. But, but, but when Rosie refers to me, she tends to add that extra O. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, that's not funny. Oh, boob. Oh, oh, boob. No. <laughs> so I'll just go Bob Dude. How's that? That's normally what I call him anyway. Okay, if I don't call him Bob. I'll, call, I'll just call him Bob Dude. Or just Dude. There we go. And it is true. I'm not lying. I, sometimes I just call him Dude. Now, before we get started, I have to put this out there because I just got this on the ticker that here in Seattle, um, there's a rumor that the hydroplane races out here at Lake Washington for our seafair month are not going to be televised. Uh, they're thinking of not televising them anymore. And uh, I just got, uh, I just saw that on the ticker, and uh, one of my friends got on here and said, "Hey, you know, do a shout out about uh, about uh, the rumor about the network." saying that they're not going to televise the hydroplane races anymore. The hydro races have been a part of Seattle summer fun since the 1950s, and it's been televised every year since then. So whatever network it is, whether or not it's Channel 7, it's Channel 7 Cairo, please, Cairo, don't stop televising our hydroplane races here in Seattle. All right. That's enough of that shout-out. Let's move on with our show and our special guest, Bob Robinson. Thank you for joining us for, uh, for our Thanks Sunday for show, me Bob. On. You are very welcome. It's our honor to have you on. Now, we normally like to have everyone start off the conversation by telling us a little bit about their martial arts background. So, Bob, why don't you go ahead and tell us about how you got started in the martial arts and what, uh, what styles that you've done and uh, all the stuff that you like doing in martial arts and stuff like that. Let's start with that. I, I started out very young. So uh, around seven years old, um, I started in Taekwondo. Uh, parents put me in that. I did that until I was around 18 years old. At 18, mm-hmm. I wanted to do something different. So I, mm-hmm. at the time, I moved up to Chicago, was living there, so I took that opportunity to change styles, and I moved into Ishinru. Um, oh, nice. I did that. It, that was with Ron and Rocky Troutman up there, and they had a uh, a uh, 
full contact team that they would travel with. So I did that for about a year and then joined their team and started full contact fighting with them. Wow. Um, I did that until about 25 when I went into the military. So when you say full contact, do you mean um, more like kickboxing? Like you can hit full force to the face and everything else? Yeah. yeah, It it was no pads in the ring, full force, mixed styles. Yeah. Nice. It was pretty pretty MMA. So this is like like the old days where they were, yeah, they didn't wear any padding and they just beat the snot out of each other. (laughs) <laughs> That's yes, right. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Those were the days. Weren't, weren't they, Bob? <laughs> so, Bob, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you a question. Um, I know you started early. Did you have a choice to start martial arts? Did you want to, or was it something your parents just threw you into? Um, you know, it, I wasn't against it, but it wasn't my idea. I had a little bit of a temper issue when I was a child, so it was, uh-huh. it was seen basically a channel yeah <laughs> and it worked it worked it, it really helped me oh good nice 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 now um just out of curiosity did you switch over to um Ishinuru, um because of like having to move or what was the what was your reason for switching styles well you know i was already styles because i was I was heavy into the tournament scene, but it was all point fighting, and it just didn't right. feel like I was getting what I wanted out of point right. fighting. For me, it wasn't rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. So I was thinking of changing anyway, and I was coming of age at 18. I was ready to try something a little bit more energetic towards mm-hmm. uh, the, my martial arts. And when I moved, I just the opportunity just worked together. And when I was shopping dojos and speaking with uh, senseis about which one would be right for me, I came across uh, Rocky's Dojo, and uh, it was very well put together. They were very professional in their appearance. Uh, so, I, you know, I gave them a shot, and it, I was fortunate that the first dojo I tried worked out. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, very cool. Yeah. Now, didn't Ishinaru have, you know, you know, point kumite and stuff like that? What made you choose full contact? Was it because you wanted something uh, a little more energetic and a little more real? As yeah, to I was thinking full fighting. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking full contact anyway. When I was point fighting, I tended to go uh, a little too hard. <laughs> you you got I, disqualified, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that was very common. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> and and somehow I I knew I should feel bad about being disqualified, but I just never did. So I thought maybe it was time to move on. <laughs> Kat said, you know, we didn't have pads and if we did have anything on our on our shins, it was like those really thin foam really thin foam things that got all brittle when you sweated in them twice and you could hit each other and the referees would just say eh, you know, you could have a bloody nose or, you know, eyeball hanging out and they'd just say eh, point, right? Yep, <laughs> you know? I've had many now, fights like yep. that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and now you know, you get parents coming out of the no, don't get me started. You get parents coming out of the stands going, You hit my Johnny and it's like, Oh my gosh, but they're wearing like that they look like a Michelin man 
Yeah. Nothing against in. it. Nothing against it, folks. I got nothing against protective gear. By all means, with the kids, make sure they've got the the headgear. Make sure they got the gloves. Make sure they got the shin pads. Make sure they got the mouthpiece. The whole nine yards. Heck, even give them a chest protector and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> definitely. But at the same time, folks, teach your kids control, too, so they're not beating the snot out of each other. But and anyhow, don't get me started. That's a different show right there. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get Bob, don't get my Bob started on that either. Oh, man. <laughs> so did you find that, uh, you know, as a kid, um, you said you had some anger issues, and the martial arts helped with that because, obviously, it was a – more of a healthy outlet for you, a way of uh, releasing aggressions and that sort of thing. But was there ever a, a philosophical approach to things as you got older? Was there um, specific morals or values that was taught by the instructor? Um, you know, I would, to be honest, early on, I would say either no, it wasn't, didn't come from my uh, sensei at the time, the teachings of, uh, you know, to, to make yourself an actual self-improvement, but it could have just been me too, that I wasn't receiving it. You know, it, maybe he was, and maybe I just wasn't receiving it at that time. I think that also is That's part certainly of possible. You know, I think that was part of, at least I can only speak from my own path, but you know, I think maybe that was part of the of my progress as well was I wasn't ready at the time. And as I grew older, you know, same as growing out of point fighting into full contact, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with point fighting. It's definitely something that's for some people and it, it is an outlet and it does allow kids to have a focus. Um, and I grew out of that and grew into something else. And maybe I was doing the same thing with my own personal values as well maybe I matured into different paths later because I did find uh, teachings that helped me later in life with that. Nice. Very cool. <clears throat> Bob, dude, dude, you have any questions for Bob? Regarding his... <laughs> Bob, Bob yeah. one, Bob yeah. host, co-host Bob. There we Bob go. Bob host, that's Bob. it. Uh, there you go. Bob, I, I know you have a little bit of military background. Can you tell us about it? Um, yeah, yeah. Briefly, when I went into, I spent eight years in the Navy, um, and that was with SEAL Team Three. Um, I uh, I did a reconnaissance job with Bravo Team while I was in, and you know, the, one of the things we just had a recent discussion that it can make you feel your age, and a lot of things like jobs we used to do when we were a kid, and, and as an example, the job I had in the military, it no longer exists. They don't even do it anymore. Oh, they, wow. It's all done by computers and drones and satellites now. <clears throat> wow. It'll make you feel your age. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you at liberty to talk about what your job was that was taken over by, like, computers and drones and stuff like that? Or So... Um, a, a lot of the times, uh, well, when I was in, all of the times, there would be one man in the unit. For our teams, a lot of stuff that we, you know, if you get in the regular military, you've got a recon unit, which would be six to 12 guys that would go out and they would reconnaissance an area, map it, see what mm -hmm. the details are, what the movement of the troops are, what their armament is, and then they'd bring that information back uh, and mm -hmm. so that you could get a better plan together before the mass of the troops goes in. Mm -hmm. Um with surgical units like uh, Special Forces, it's usually one man. 
and he'll go in for whatever they intend to go visit later. That one man will go in and get the information about it, and that's what I did. So I would go in days, weeks at a time and gather information. Yeah. Nice. They don't do that anymore. Now it's all computers. Wow. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> there was a there was a time, kids listening. There was a time when live men had to go in and, and get this information them, themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As opposed to sending in a, a, a drone, that kind of thing. I mean, right. We right. think about the books that you see from World War One and World War Two, where there are actual photographs with old-fashioned type cameras being taken, and you know they're right mm-hmm. there on the on the front lines, and yeah. somebody's yep. taking pictures. Well, yeah. pretty pretty amazing behind. when you think they're about it. Behind the front lines, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. There's most yeah. Times well, behind. I'm, that's what I meant. I'm, yep. Most times I was four or five days hike behind enemy lines and in enemy territory. You know, you, you oh can't God. be found. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. You're on your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely, you're gonna you need respect because, like, Stephen Morris is on here and he says, "I'm impressed, Navy SEAL. Wow. I mean, that takes cojones. Like, you know, with a drone, you don't need cojones for that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, that's a, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing." We've got um, Stephen Morris also says, my friend Bill Wallace said, point fighting is a game of tag. Oh, this is, <clears throat> he must have wrote this like a few minutes ago. He said, Bill Wallace said that point fighting is a game of tag. Superfoot dominated in the point fighting and full contact. Um, yeah. So now let's, let's just kind of go back just a little bit since uh, I brought up Stephen here. Now, point fighting, as we all know, is a game of tag. Um, however, I do want to get all of your guys' um, um, I guess thoughts, opinions, or whatever on how should I put this? Because I don't want to be the person on here right now saying point fighting is bullshit. Because I know that there's a lot of uh, benefits and stuff like that. It's just that that just wasn't my thing when I was a kid. But I want to get all of your guys' thoughts on on point fighting real quick since we're talking martial arts. Let's start with co-host Bob. Well, you know, it is a game of tag. You do fight the way you train. If you want to train for point fighting, there's a lot of of, uh, attributes to it. You can really really work on your toolbox. But, and, and also, if you know that that's what it is, that it is point fighting, and can you separate that into the streets? Most people can't separate point fighting. They'll they'll be they'll out there, they'll go back to somebody in the street and be looking for a referee to, a referee to say Mate and it's not gonna happen. But there are Jumping a lot of rigid. attributes to the point. Right. Jumping rigid <laughs> but there are a lot forehead. of attributes. <laughs> yeah. Point No. That's point not gonna happen people. in the street. No, exactly. Let's go to Kat. What are your thoughts on point fighting? Uh, you know I, I entered a point fighting tournament one time, and they gave me the rules. I didn't know anything about point fighting, but they gave me the rules. And when he said fight, I did a crossover sidekick, hit her in the chest, knocked the wind out of her, and I was disqualified. And I thought, okay, I'm done. Um, but it does, it does teach you timing. It does teach you range and understanding range. Um, right. It it. I 
I, I, I'm wondering what else. Um, <laughs> control. I'm control. not a fan of it, honestly. Control. Control. Yeah. Okay, there you go. There you go. But unfortunately, control. there's so many other uh, bad habits that it teaches you in, is, in yeah. regards to protecting yourself out in public. Um, you know, or if God forbid anyone should attack you and all you know how to do is focus contact to somebody's chest, that's going to get you killed. Exactly. Exactly. And Bob, what are your thoughts on point kumite, ipon kumite? I think, um, you know, honestly, I, I think looking back, I think it's hard to compare the two, to be honest. I think they serve, they're two completely different things that serve two different purposes. But I think, I, I, I think the point fighting is, is great for kids. I mean, maybe parents or families don't want their... 11 year old Johnny to be to start learning how to bust Timmy's nose, you know, I, but, they, <laughs> but they still want an, they still want an outlet, you know, let, they, don't, they don't like football, they don't like baseball, but they want an outlet. So I think it's good for that. I think the yeah. confusion comes, comes in when they think that they're actually learning to fight. When yeah. The, big, right, the biggest part of fighting is not really learning to hurt somebody else. It's being able to defeat yourself. To come overcome exactly. being that this hurts and push through that and persevere through injury and still be able to think that's that's truly what fighting is to me anyway and that's when mm-hmm. you really get past past I don't want to get too philosophical with it but I think no, my do. point is I think it's, I, I think it's two different things is my point I think we're comparing apples and oranges from my my experience anyway Amen Amen I was yeah. I was going to say the same thing because yeah, I was I was talking to Bob or was it a cat? I don't remember, but I was talking to Bob about how when I was a kid, um, I wasn't a kata person. I was uh, I wanted the one that I wanted to do kumite. I'm like, when do we get to put on our when do we get to put on our stuff and go, right? Uh, because it was like a game. It was like a game of chess for me, you know, and uh, it was like, you know, moving chess like right now chess. You didn't have time to think. You just had to go and you know, if you got smacked upside the head or, you know, smashed an eardrum or whatever, that was par for the course. And we didn't, you know, us kids didn't know any better. We didn't even know that there was such a thing as foam-dipped fist guards or anything like that because our sensei never used them. You know, we just thought that we, we were just told play nice. Play nice, don't knock each other out. Okay, you know, and part for the course and you know if we wanted to spar a little harder we would talk to our partner hey you want to go a little harder okay let's do it you know and there was no hard feelings you know nowadays you know you go to a tournament and you get you know people screaming that you know oh Johnny hit my Jimmy and this and that and the other and they try to sue the parents of the other kid or you know some some stupid crap like that and it's just, it's just sad that people don't that some people, not all, don't understand that, you know, one's a game and one's for real. And as long as, going back to what co-host Bob said, as long as you know the difference between the game and the street, then you're golden. If you can take the concepts of timing and, and rhythm and, and control and range and closing the gap, getting out of the gap and stuff like that and apply it to your street, then you're good. But... At that point, it's up to the senseis or instructors to teach their students that. If they don't get it, then law. Now, Robbie Lee's watching, and uh, Spidey Morris says, quote, unquote, this is 
shout out to you, Kat. Steven says, quote, unquote, Kathy Long is the best female fighter I've ever seen and the prettiest by Chuck Norris. Quoted by Chuck Norris. Ah. Uh, <laughs> nah. uh, Jamie says, uh, Jamie says, hey, all. Hey, Jamie. We got Cito Angie watching. How you doing, girl? Who else is watching today? We got George Cornell watching. Chihan. Richard Reisman is watching. We've also got Artusha Gandhian and Claudia Lopez and Mar- Marianne Valmonte, Edward Lindland. We got a lot more people watching. Oh my goodness, we our uh, our feed is blowing up, and that's great. So for anyone that has a question for our guest Bob Robinson, feel free to feel free to call us. Our phone number is three four seven six seven seven. 0699. Let's put the number up here. 347-677-0699. Right there. Right there. All right. So now from from the military, you said you were in SEAL Team 3 for eight years, correct? Now, did you did you get out of the military right after that or did you uh did you do something else after SEAL Team 3? Um, well, after I got out of the military, I, uh, you know, I was looking for a, a profession that I could get into that, because military, that's what I do. And right. <laughs> so natural yeah. transition would be law enforcement. So I went into the uh, California Highway Patrol. From oh, nice. The, uh, military. Awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was, it was a really good job. I enjoyed that. A lot of experience from that. Very cool. Now, Bob, my, my question is, with your military background, when you entered the CHP, did you have to go through their their academy in Sacramento and go go through the whole thing, or were you granted certain privileges with your background? No privileges. I had to go through everything. You know, it, there were some law enforcement agencies that were uh, prepared to pick me up straight out of the military and just put me right on the street. But uh, with CHP, I still had to go through the whole academy and then get post-certified everything. Now I heard Bob that the that the CHP Academy is as close to military is, is as close to the the, the uh, military training through through your basic that you can get. Is that true? Since you've been through both. Yes, I, I I've seen both. Yes, um, I've seen regular police academies, uh, sheriff's academies, and CHP academies, and of course, as you said, the military. And I, I'll share a little experience that I had with you. So um, moving into the academy, I was on a little bit of a waiting list from the time I left the military till I got into CHP. And it can be difficult. It can be difficult when you leave the military. The transition is hard. Um, and then once I went into CHP and you show up, it's boot camp all over again. They actually have Marine drill instructors teaching the early stages of the boot camp. They're in Marine uniform, wow. everything. So I'm sitting, yeah, I'm sitting out in this parking lot with all these other kids that are going into the academy with me, and they're just railing on these guys. And I look to my left and I look to my right, and you can see the stress. You can see the stress oh, in man. their face. And I'm just sitting there and I'm going, "Yep, I'm back home. I'm calm. I, I all of a sudden I felt more calm than I felt the whole time I've been out of the military." <laughs> Nice. Janie, Janie listening says, I took the CHP test and didn't make it. I failed by two points. And uh, John Lupo says, thank you for your service, Bob. 
And um, John Bain, John Bain asks, Bob, what years did you serve in Uncle Sam's Canoe Club? I'm sorry, Canoe Club. John Bain says, Bob, what years did you serve in Uncle Sam's Canoe Club? Oh, Canoe <laughs> Club. Okay, uh, that, was, that was from uh, 89 to 97. 89 to 97. Stephen Morris says, yep. Navy SEALs are the best. Navy SEALs are the best. Let's do this. Um, it looks like we've got a couple of people <clears throat> that are calling. And uh, let's go ahead and take a line here. We've got area code 682. 682 here on Dynamic Dojo Talk TV. Who's this? Hey, Russ, it's me, Doris. How you doing? Hey, pretty good. Thanks for calling. Do you have a, a question for our guest, Bob? Well, yeah, because you were talking about point fighting and all that, and I had a very, I say, say a rude awakening. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my background was in Taekwondo, and the way they taught me to do a roundhouse was to do the impact with the balls of my feet instead of the, the, the top of my foot. And so oh, I was in my first... Uh, I was in my first um, sparring uh, match in the tournament, and I ended up breaking three of the ribs. Yeah, I'm sorry, you cut out for a second. You ended up what? Breaking, breaking what? Breaking three, three of the ribs. ribs. Oh. Okay. Because I, I, hit, gonna... I hit him in a shot with my foot instead of the top of my foot. Oh, right, right, right. Well, that, that is and, one of the ways you know, to, to do a roundhouse kick, yeah. Yeah, because you know when they, when uh, when the way they taught us is you know you don't you don't aim for like the the the, the front of the chest like you do in point fighting. Um, right. You aim for the the, the chest. You aim for the you aim for the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, typically you want to aim for a very specific target. You don't want to just hit anywhere. It makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, in, in doing a Mawashi Gary, as we know it in karate, with the ball of the foot, um, is that, that's one of the ways to throw a roundhouse. You know, you don't have to throw it with your chin or the top of your foot or anything like that. But, but yeah, I. When I was doing sparring, I, I just had to. I just chose not to use the ball of my foot because. If they moved the wrong way, I would have broken my toes. So it's kind of like, ah, screw it. You know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. So, well, uh, did you have a question? Go ahead, go ahead. Well, if you, if you hit the guy with the top of your foot, and if they block you the wrong way, they can break pretty much all the bones in your foot. Right. Yeah, right. very true. Very true. Very true. So, uh, do you have a do you have a question for our guest Bob Robinson? He happens uh, that happens to be our guest today. Uh, not really uh, any, any any questions, but I, I've nothing but respect for Navy. I was Army myself, but I've got nothing but respect for Navy SEALs. I was nice. uh, living in Texas for a while, and I met up with Chris Kyle, who was stopping by the VA to talk to soldiers who are dealing with PTSD and such. Mm-hmm. Nice. This was about maybe about six to eight months before he was killed. Mm-hmm. What did nice. What did you do in the army? Well, 
actually, I was as a person, as I have been a person, but uh, I've seen plenty of bad stuff while I was in, so. Full respect. Thank you I for got your service. I'm dealing with. But thank you very much. You too. Right on. Now, you were, um, just, just for the people that are just now tuning in, we're talking to Bob Robinson. He told us a little bit about his martial arts background and uh, was getting into his stint with the California Highway Patrol. So I have a question for you, Bob. Um, what, can you tell us, like, one, one, one of your most memorable experiences in the CHP? Um, we're getting out, just just to point out, I think there's been a lot of background noise. I don't, I don't know if it's Pat. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> rubber microphone, but it's hard for me to it's hard for me to tell what's going on on the mic. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I'm using the mic right now. And who else is that? I think that's Bob. Nope, it's not Bob. It's not. Somebody's Bob. making a lot of noise on their mic. There we go. <laughs> and it's quiet good. now. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. All right. So I'll I'll bring your mic up later, George, but it's making a lot of noise right now. Okay, so memorable experiences in the California Highway Patrol. Um none of them uh, I can think of a couple of funny ones. Uh some let's of them hear are it. Let's hear it. but memorable. <laughs> let's hear um it. Okay, this is an this is an adult show. <laughs> yes, it's an adult show. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, doing a routine when I was on uh, one of my routine patrols, um, came up northbound 14 on the right hand shoulder. There's a car parked, so I walked up to the car to to see what was going on. And there's two girls, totally naked. Passed out one on top of the other with the, in the passenger seat, with the passenger seat reclined all the way back. And it, I, I knock, knock on the window with my flashlight. The one on the bottom wakes up and tries to wake up the one on the top, but can't wake up the one on the top. And it turns into a wrestling match in the car, one trying to get out from under the other. And it was just, oh my God. And, some, it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. It gets better. So I, oh, okay. My question at the time is, because I'm noticing there are no clothes in the car. Oh, no. <laughs> Where are the clothes? Where are the clothes? Did, what the heck? How did they get, here like did they get there? How did they get there gets, in this situation? <laughs> it gets even better. It gets even better. Oh, so okay. she, she, finally, she finally gets out from under the one on top and opens the door and comes out. And as she steps out, there you can tell she's intoxicated, barely able to stand up. I, I, I'm like, look, just hang on a second. Don't wander out into traffic. I'm going to go get my jacket from my car because I'm not going to talk like this. Let me go get my jacket. And as I start to go back to get my jacket from my car to put on her, she fully stands up out of the car and a red jelly dildo falls out. No. Oh. 
on, keep going, Bob. Okay, okay keep going. She looks at me. She looks at me with a little bit of confusion on her face and goes, "Oh, I thought that was in her." <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh my lord! Oh my god! <laughs> Man, I was gonna ask you one of the cleverest ways people try to get out of a ticket, but this is this beats it all. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> oh. John Lupo says, hold on, I have to get up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Janie, Janie goes, snap! <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, oh. So what happened to their clothes? Did she explain? <laughs> they don't know where they were at. They remember leaving the bar with clothes, but there were no clothes in the car. Who knows where they're at? I don't know. <laughs> Holy crap, that's so funny. <laughs> Stephen Levitt says, well, what, what best was CHP story ever. 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 <laughs> what was the result, Bob? Did you, t- did you take him for drunken and disorderly? What did you take him in for? <laughs> I didn't take him in. God, they had a hard enough night as it was already. <laughs> I didn't want to ruin that story <laughs> with them. They would have to spend the rest of their lives going, and I went to jail. No. Naked. And I went to jail naked. (laughs) With a red jelly dildo. Think about it. Think about it. They would only have had one item to put into evidence. (laughs) Oh, my God. jail, where are they going to find clothes to put on? <laughs> and when yeah. they checked out yeah, the next a, morning, when they checked out electrical the next morning, tape. they had to turn in their receipt and pick up their item to take home. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The one item that they the shared, one item. Sure. <laughs> Stephen Levitt says, you should have taken him in for carrying a concealed weapon. That that line, oh my god, I thought that was in her. (laughs) But Bob, did you did you you drive away from the scene laughing your ass off? No, I didn't even try to hide it. I I I wouldn't try to hide it. (laughs) I would have. I wouldn't. You know. I. (laughs) You know. Something tells me it's good that I didn't that I chose not to, to join the Seattle Police Department because of stuff like that. I would have been rolling out in the street and got run over. <laughs> oh my god. My throat hurts. <laughs> this will this will teach you to bring me on your show. <laughs> oh, everyone. Stephen Stephen Morris he he puts up these three little icons of the three monkeys you know you know evil speak no evil here no evil yeah <laughs> Bing 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 everyone's posting on this man everyone's posting Janie says how could you have went back on patrol after that 
<laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I need water. <laughs> so, in fact, I might have to go get some. So, oh gosh, let's um, let's go to let's go to co-host Bob. Do you have a question about CHP or military or anything like oh, that for Bob? Not, not anymore. I'm afraid of the answers. <laughs> what about you, Kat? Do you have any questions for Bob? How do you top that? I mean, I don't <laughs> know. experience could happen that would top that. I think I that's know. awesome. I don't know. It but, gives you quite a visual if you have an imagination. Yeah, I love it. Well, that's, why, that's why I'm over here laughing and I need water because my throat hurts. So I'm going to be back in just one second. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. Uh, that, is too, that is too funny. Uh, so do you have any other experiences off of uh, CHP, Bob, that you, you'd care to share? Were there any other funny stories? Um, you know, I don't know that I have. I think we got somebody playing music now in the background. Um, I don't know that um, I have any funny stories. I have other road stories, maybe. Uh, so two come to mind. Um, so I was, uh, it was on the overpass that's over the five. I was on a night patrol once. And I, driving over, I saw a vehicle parked on the shoulder of the bridge. And this is a long, uh, sweeping left-turn bridge that you really shouldn't, there shouldn't be a car parked there. Serious, serious hazard to be there. So I pull up behind the car. I pull up behind the car, and I'm thinking, we get taggers sometimes that like to paint the, side, the outside of the bridge. So I'm thinking, it's a tagger again. I get out, I look in the car, nobody's in it, so I look up and down the bridge, and there's the guy, about 200 yards down. And this story turns out to be sad and funny at the same time. So I start start yelling at the guy, you know, hey, come back over here to your car. You know, I'm trying to stop him from tagging or whatever. And then it becomes evident he's not tagging. He's emotionally upset, up on top of this bridge, so now I'm, I, and all of a sudden it occurs to me we've got a whole different program now. Mm-hmm. So I, I start yeah, walking up. Yeah, exactly. I start walking up to him, trying to calm him down, bring him away from the side, and he starts reaching inside of his belt and up under his shirt oh, and no. taking more of an aggressive. Yeah, taking more of an aggressive stance. And of course now I have to switch stances and I warn him, you know, be careful with what your next move is. We want tonight to go well. Let's not do anything silly. And right. he just all of a sudden bolts, takes off running, jumps off the side, and he's gone. Oh, man. Wow. So, yeah, so if you know this overpass, it's a southbound five that goes on to the 14. It's a, it, at the time, it was a I know overpass. it. Yep. I, I know <laughs> it exactly. I know exactly what you're talking I know about. well. Yep. And um, so it, it obviously, sadly and, and regretfully, it did not go well for him. Um, oh. And he could have landed on the train tracks or the, the lanes, the northbound five lanes below us. But he landed on the lanes. And this oh. 18-wheel trucker, so ah. not to be dark about any of this, I, if I no means am I taking any respect away from the gentleman that jumped at all and not to have a dark humor about what goes on from here, but... 
an 18-wheeler had to slam on his brakes because he saw the body drop right in front of him. Uh-huh. Swerves over to the left shoulder, barely misses the body, swerves over to the left shoulder, locks up the brakes, and stops. Well, this uh-huh. trucker doesn't know that me, a CHP officer, is up on the bridge right above him. Uh-huh. He gets out of his truck, goes over, checks the body, looks around to see, and we're at, this is like 2, 3 o'clock at night. There's not another soul around. Uh-huh. Looks to see if there's anybody else around, and then just starts kicking the body. What? 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 Yeah, like he's pissed. Like he's pissed off at him. He's just kicking him. And oh, I looked man. down at him. Wow. I, I I didn't know what else to do, so I screamed all the way down. Stop kicking the body. <laughs> and you just oh see him look around. He's like, oh shit! And he gets back in his truck and just takes off. Oh my god. Wow. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh my God. So George says. Yeah. I wonder what the heck that guy was thinking. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. You ne- yeah. I, I couldn't figure that out. George says on the feed, you never hear Punch and Baker dealing with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> oh my goodness. But, hey, um, cat. Do you have your stereo yeah. on in the background? Do you have your stereo on? No. In the background? No. Okay. Sorry. Was that too loud? <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's um, it's coming through, and it and and because it's coming through a mixer, it's cutting people out. So <laughs> it's like. Oh, that's not good. So, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. I mean, it was pretty music, but you know, Bob was cutting out. It's so, okay. And it's all good. Janie goes, Janie goes, dude, what an ass, kicking the body, you know. Yeah, and, yeah that was seriously. <laughs> that's that's just crazy. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> two fairly extreme stories. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you can there's no way you can top that. So for anyone that wants to talk live with me and Bob Deal and Kat and Bob Robinson, give us a call, 347-677-0699. Hey, hey, Bob, what, what, years, what years were you on the uh, CHP? Um, oh, of course, let me think about it. It's like another lifetime. So it was from 98 to 2003. Oh, okay. Because wow. I was—I've always been curious as a lived in Uber driver, and now you were before us. But I was wondering if if the CHP officers have seen an impact on the l- lack of DUIs out there now. Instead of constantly pulling over people and arresting them, they're getting more ride shares home because they've been drinking too much. Yeah, I would I wouldn't know about that, but I would hope so. I, I, I would that'd be fortunate if we did, but I wouldn't know. Oh yeah, I've 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 actually driven people from North Hollywood all the way up to Calabasas to get their car because they were drinking too much the night before. Nice. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Hey Bob, I got a question for you. Sure. Um, my Bob. <laughs> <laughs> what were you, what were some of your favorite moments in in uh, in competing and in martial arts? Nice. Um, wow, that's a tough one. Um, 
You know, I think my my favorite moments weren't so much the actual competitions or awards. I think my favorite moments were noticing my own plateaus. Hmm. When nice. you know you're, you're when you know you're striving for something like, you know, for me it was always been uh, my gauge for myself was what I was able to push through. And it, there there came a point where I, I've always been very uh, lower eye socket and nose sensitive. And for a while, there, and and if anybody like Cat or anybody that really knows that has seen my face, you can tell by the scarring, probably why I'm that way. <laughs> but there came yeah. a point where it 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 just all of a sudden just clicked, and I was no longer phobic about people hitting me around the nose and eyes, and it just stopped. And to this day, I you can just pommel me in the face, and I'm absolutely unaffected. But I remember nice. the fight. Vividly remember the fight where it happened, and it just shut off. And I realized I, in the middle of the fight, it was like a light went on. I was like, you know, it just doesn't matter anymore. I, I'm, com- I, I'm ah. completely past it. Yeah, and it just felt nice. like a weight comes off, and you just move on. But never. It's amazing, isn't like it? That. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Now, Bob, why did you get get into executive protection and security? Was that just the next natural transition in your career? Um, it, it, you know what? I've been fortunate. A lot of the doors, the, the, the old adage, one door closes, another one opens. I've been very fortunate that they've been pretty rapid when one closes, one opens for me. I didn't choose really the military. I didn't choose CHP. It found me, really. I, and I didn't choose EP. It found me. Um, when, um, if, if we're all old enough to remember our wonderful governor, Gray Davis, when he couldn't pay our electric bills and, uh, and California had the rolling blackouts cause we couldn't afford to pay our electric bills. Oh yes. And, I remember that. Yeah. Well, during that, the state had to do financial cutbacks and they laid off all the, uh, the public work, the, the uh, private workers that worked the offices doing the filing. Well, just because they were gone doesn't mean the files don't get filed. Now offices have to do it. Ah. So they were rotating CHP officers into the office, and you were taking a cut and pay off the road, and I just wasn't going to have that. So at the time, I was communicating with one of my veteran friends from the military, and he said he was running a a EP team down in Hollywood and invited me to join his team. And the money was... Money was very good. I went down. He put me through the schools, got me through the licenses, and that's where I went. Funny how one thing one thing happens after another. It's interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I was fortunate that way. Yep. I want to remind you. Yeah, I, I got into bodyguard. Oh, go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. No, go ahead. It's okay. <clears throat> no, go no, ahead. No, I just wanted to. I just wanted to remind remind our listeners that I'm like choking now. Remind our listeners that if you do call, please press one to let us know that you want to talk to us in the caller queue. Otherwise, we're not going to answer your line. Um, And if your line is noisy, I'm going to have to mute it. And, you know, don't take it personally, but I'm going to have to mute it because um, what you might hear is definitely something different than what the listeners hear as it comes through the broadcast table here. So, um, there you go. So please press one. We've got uh, one other person that's on the line that's been that's been listening. So if you want to talk, just press one on your on your keypad there. Janie says, "I bet your security work is more exciting than mine." 
Janie, I forgot. Yeah, Janie works for a uh, private company, and uh, and thanks for that. Thanks for that link. I'll pass that around uh, there, Janie, about your company's uh, hiring uh, hiring festival or whatever it is. Awesome. <clears throat> awesome. All right. Now, executive protection and security. Let's, let's talk about some cool stories about that. What are some stories you can share with us that are pretty memorable there, Bob? Oh, I should have prepped for this interview more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll share with you one of the highest points of, of my EP career was meeting Kat. I met Kat in oh, my EP career. Yeah, that was definitely, that's been a lifelong bonus for me. I'm very appreciative of that event. Nice. nice. Wow, thank you. And you know what? We, we've Thank gone you. back a couple times, you and I, Kat, and we still can't peg exactly where it was we met, though. I, you're right. We can't. Um, I want to say it was <laughs> just, one of the BET awards, but I don't think so. It was before that. So I think it was before that, too. And It's funny how me and Kat just feel like we've just always known each other. We've just always been there. Nice. Yeah, it does feel that way, and it's a wonderful feeling knowing that, I, you know, I don't have to – with some people, when you meet them, you have to be careful about what you say or what you do. And with Bob, I don't have to. It's it's like I feel like I've always known him, so I, I'm super comfortable with you and talking with you. Oh, thank you, Kat. You're welcome. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing to have friends like that. <laughs> Stephen Morris says, um, I think he wrote this after he said I should have been more prepared for this interview. <laughs> Stephen Morris says, Bob, you're doing great. You're a SEAL in capital letters. And uh, <laughs> He's a human Shut being, up. not a SEAL. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, let's see. Shauna Sandoval says, it just says Heart Kathy. So you've got a fan out there, Kathy. And uh, Dan Ross. Dan Ross says, sounds fine. Send me the name and address, please. What? I remember. Am I being out, asked out on a date, Dan, or what is this? Um, <laughs> by Dan, I don't know. I don't. I think Dan was referring to something prior. Let me scroll back here real quick. Um, <laughs> Dan Ross, were you talking about the security company that Janie works for, or I don't know. Have no idea. We've got uh, we've got uh, Goldie Mac watching us. Thanks for thanks for joining us. And um, Stephen Morris says I am Kathy's biggest fan. You're not that big. You look like you lost weight. <laughs> <laughs> you know i i don't have I don't have a rim shot. <laughs> Don't know where my don't know. Oh, here it is. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. More yeah. jokes. More jokes. I <laughs> so can't. Steven, I, you know, I remember Steven when I got into one. One of her biggest fans. So just one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, go ahead, Kat. No, I was just remembering um, how I got into bodyguard work. Uh, the first first experience I had was working with uh, Janet Jackson um, when mm-hmm. I didn't I, I had never had any training. But secondly, 
when I actually met uh, a martial artist who has a style similar to mine, um, then he invited me to take his uh, his bodyguard course because I told him I was interested in that. And I remember in the course, we had this exercise. There was, a, there was a compound with all these small houses and bungalows, and then, of course, the main house, which we called the safe house. So the drill was you had to take your client um, from the safe house to one of the other um, bungalows from point A to point B, and you had to do it. Um, everybody who was attacking you, it was a no-win situation on purpose to see how you would do. Mm-hmm. So... You had to take your client, and all we had were rubber guns, rubber, and wearing white shirts and black BDUs, and we, and we had to get our client from point A to point B when all the opposition had paintball guns and uh, water balloons with watercolor in it. So, of course, you know, because you had a white shirt, it would see that you got hit. And you couldn't say, no, I didn't get hit because your shirt was white. Right. But my my teammate happened to be um, a Vietnam vet. And I looked at him and I just said, you know what? Do you have any suggestions? And he says, yeah, I got a suggestion. I say we leave our client in the safe house and we go attack everybody else. And we come and get some <laughs> guns and, <laughs> and shoot people. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so we did. So we did. We did just that. We snuck up on people and snagged their guns, and I would change my shirt, and and we got in huge trouble oh, for awesome. it in front of everybody, uh-huh. and chastised and yelled at in front of everybody. And then he took us aside later and said that was a good job. Um, <laughs> but you know that wasn't the exercise. You weren't supposed to think outside the box. But it taught me a lot. That whole experience just taught me, you know, to how to think differently. I was just right. appreciative of that. Yeah. Nice. You know, Kat, I, I think I think that's a perfect example of of uh, point fighting in full contact, right there. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Now, John <laughs> in Lupo. Real world. <laughs> right. John Lupo has a question. He asks, "Has anyone ever been called out to help someone?" or go with someone somewhere, and when they end up going, it ends up being a situation that could have escalated badly. I guess this can go to both you, Kat, and Bob. So let's start with Bob first. Um, well, I remember when Kat was with me on, so it can go to both of us at the same time. Okay. Um, okay. It, was, it was one of the BET Awards, if you remember, Kat, and Suge Knight showed up when he was told not to be Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, I remember. Should. Yeah, yeah. He, with his entourage. Of course. With his entourage. With, yeah, and his, his entourage is well known to be armed at all times. Right. Um, and, and they were. Yeah, so, yeah, they were that night as well. Yeah, and we had a group of people that was from another uh, rap label that was – Suge did not like and they wanted him there more than Suge so they made a point to invite this this studio but the worst part is they made a point to send a non-invite to Suge so it, it didn't go well he showed up it could have gone bad so we we had to meet with his entourage and talk him down before they went in and it could have gone bad but it didn't it went pretty well Thanks. 
a lot of it has to do, I think, with the way Bob can present situations to people and talk people down. Um, you know, you have a very interesting way of connecting with people and diffusing oh, situations. You, I've, I've seen this time and time again. Hey, I, you know, I, I keep hearing that definition. People tell me I have an interesting way of communicating. I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure what, <laughs> what the interesting part is. <laughs> you know what it is? From my perspective, I see that you can explain in in very short, in very few words, but you can easily explain the pros and the cons of the situation at that time. And here's how it can go well. Here's how it can go bad. And when people see you and they, they're around you and you're talking to them, you're very calm and you explain things very precisely but very simply. And then they see, okay, well, you know, I really don't want to be an asshole. I don't want to be the person that, you know, causes everything to go wrong. I don't want to be that blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's, you, you're very um, precise in the way you explain things, but simple at the same time. It would be a, a positive trait of everybody in this room right now, to be honest with you. I think martial arts teaches sure. that. You know, you can, re, you can remain calm under pressure. I think we probably all have that gift. One of the most important <clears throat> attributes as a, as a fighter, as a martial artist anyway. Absolutely. Right on. <clears throat> hey, we've got Spidey Morris joining us um, on the phone line. So let's bring up his area code, 717. Spidey, how are you? Wow. Unbelievable, you allowed me in. <laughs> you know, I I I have that, to apologize there, Stephen, because I was on the uh, I've got like five windows open, um, and another monitor over here, and I'm all like, where am I going? Where am I going? And then I saw your message. I'm like, seven one seven. That's mighty. Well, I got to go get to him. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, I get thrown out of public places, so you know, it's just nice Aww. to be nice to be part of. Hi, Kathy, Aww. and hi, hi, Rosita. Hi. I was uh, going to say, if you haven't been thrown out of a public place at least once in your life, you haven't lived. You haven't yes, lived. Yes. Yeah, you yeah, haven't we, lived. Yeah, I torture waitresses. I torture waitresses, you know, and we give them a <laughs> after, after they're done. Uh, Bob. Bob. Which Bob? You're, you, you. There's one Bob, right? Well, there's two, two Bobs. But- there's, there's co-host Bob, no, and then really. there's guest Bob. I'm guessing guest, guest Bob. Guest Bob. Yes, guest Bob. Yes. yes. Uh, first of all, it's an honor. I've never talked to Navy SEAL before. It's an honor to talk to a former Navy SEAL. You're always a Navy SEAL. So. Um, I just had a question. Uh, uh, what was your toughest part of Navy SEAL training? Ooh, good question. Uh, training uh, uh, log PT. Easily. I don't even have to think about it. Log PT. <laughs> log, log PT can kiss my ass. I'm, I'm not sure. What, 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 <laughs> you're going to have to wait until so you're, you're going to have to put P, PG-13 for this uh, a uh, podcast from now on. Right? Yes, we yeah, will. It is, uh, it is yeah. PG-13. May obtain a, may, may a Del Conte, yes. 
Well, if you invite me, it goes to R. Don't invite me if this isn't an R-rated. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it can. It can be. <laughs> it's turned into an R-rated show a few times. <laughs> you say log- only because you of you, Rusty. Only because of me. You say yeah. log training. You say log training. I didn't catch all that. Log. Log. Okay, so log. Log of PT. Yeah. So I'll, this is fun. I'll explain it briefly. Yeah. Um, okay. For those of you ha- who haven't seen it, um, Log PT is their lengths of telephone pole that have been cut that are 10 foot in length. Mm-hmm. And they will put four to five people to, to work out with this telephone pole. Oh, and wow. they, you have to mm-hmm. run with it on your shoulders. You have to do sit-ups in the ocean surf with it. Um one of the things I hate most is you have to run with it on your shoulders and everybody alternates whether it's on your left or right shoulder so that everybody's not carrying it on their right shoulder at the same time, right? Right, okay. right. Well, right. The, instructor, the instructor will be walking on the top of the log while you're carrying it and running with it. And the whole time he's yelling at you, don't you drop me, don't you drop me. And it, so you've got to balance <laughs> this instructor and run with this log while he's walking on your fingers and he's stepping on you, and as you're picking it up, inevitably he'll say up and then down left, up and then down right. And inevitably somebody always doesn't pick it up in time, and you're scabbing your ears up as it's raking across the sides of your head, and then you're in the salt water with the salt in the wounds and the guy's stepping on your fingers. It's just, oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> so not only are you carrying a log, but you're carrying your instructor as well, the, the- Yes, that yes. sucks. I agree with you. <laughs> can kiss your ass. It's a can kiss your ass. Log PT can kiss <laughs> your ass. <laughs> yeah. Above it's an honor, and uh, the fields are the the finest military in the world. Thank honor. you, sir. They are a great team. They are a great team. Thank you. Thank you, Rosetta. Thank you, Kathy. Awesome. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling in, Stephen. Thanks. I'm going to go ahead and mute your mic, and you can keep listening. All right. Well, we've got about 20 minutes to our show, and my phone's blowing up. Um, <laughs> everything's blowing up. All the screens are like, wah, 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 wah. Okay. Here we go. All right. Well, so why don't we about... do this then, Rusty? Why don't okay. we do this? Why Why don't we right. we we do? Let's do something fun. Let's okay. Let's okay. end the show with something fun. Let's do a, a word association. So I'll say a oh, word, nice. and somebody else say the next word that comes to their mind, right? And I'll okay. I'll start, and then you and we'll go around. Uh, okay. Let's start off with the word blue. Okay, what order are we going? <laughs> uh, no, that's why I said we'll go to me, then we'll go to you, and then Bob and okay. Kat. All right. So, what was your word? Blue. Please. White, and I think it's Kat's turn, and then it's Bob's turn. White. Does that mean it's my turn? Bob. Yep. Yep. Choo-choo, Bob. Balls. What? 
Oh. Oh. I love it. Okay, George. I love George, it. you're next. You're next. The last word was balls. Balls. <laughs> yes. Balls. Here's one for your guest. Logs. Logs. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't my turn after uh, uh, Bob went because I was going to say Harry. <laughs> okay, Bob. Bob well, apparently Bob, this, this show has gone to that level already. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> for a while I'm since we started. I'm not, We've just yeah, I'm not getting short. invited back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. yeah, you are. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you are. You'll be back. So okay. Log. Co-host Bob. Logs. <laughs> Heavy. 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 Dumbbell. Smart ass. <laughs> Sorry, first thing that came to mind. Okay, all right. What What's the word? Smart ass. <laughs> it's not a word. Smart um, ass. Smart ass. Yeah. Smart ass is. I have to relate a word to smart ass. What's the, <laughs> that's right. It's It's not the right word. It's, Smart ass. ass. I don't know. Uh, first thing to mind. I don't know. Jackass. <laughs> there we go. And now it's and now it's now it's George. A jackass. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so now I'm a blank now. You can say about television. Cadre. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was the word, George? Cadre. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so back to donkeys. I'm I'm gonna say Democrat. You're gonna say Democrat. Well, Politics. Uh, what is it? My turn. Yeah. It's yeah. Your turn. Religion. Ooh. <laughs> oh, okay. Bob. Buddhism. Nice. Amen. I, I want to point out. I want to point out. We went from Democrats to, to Buddhism in four turns. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Co-host Bob. I like it. Oh, I thought it was, it was George's turn. Oh yeah, that's right. George, I'm I'm doing this like by memory, and I got to go. So I'm on Buddhism. George. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, oh, lucky me. Um, <laughs> Serenity. Nice. Peacefulness. Meditation. Joy. Friends. Nice. George. Togetherness. Marriage. Hell. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god, that sounds like something. I was say we went from R rated to G rated really quick, and I was like, "What? Oh, oh, we, we, we were doing so good." <laughs> I know. Well, Bob had, to, Bob had to say marriage, and I'm like, "No." And then, and then uh, the first thing that came to my mind was like, "Bob, marriage." Oh, what? Do, what does he talk? <laughs> I was just so I'm. I was. I was kidding, but the word is hell. <laughs> oh, it's my turn? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Good morning, Kat. Good morning. Wake the hell up, girl. Wake the hell up. <laughs> the universe. Om. Oh, nice. Amen. Uh, George. Oh, yeah, Om. You guys give me the most interesting words. Um, Om. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking okay, down my list complete. of words. Well, then, well, then let's complete oh, that. The, the word is Om, and I say Manapadme Om. Okay. Well, well what was the good near you? My, oh, got it. Uh, I had all, and like then I said, yeah. 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 Chant. Chant. Yeah. 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 C H A N T E chant. Oh, chant. Chant. Okay. Um, e. Chant. Chant. Think? Like chant. 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 Yes. Like, the first word that came to mind was curtain. For but. <laughs> okay, so we'll just say. Shoot. The only things that come to mind are like foreign words like curtain and oli and mele. Um. Cheer. Happiness. Nice. <laughs> nice. Grateful. Nice. George. Oh, okay. Um, grateful. Um, Brothers. Nice. One more round. One more military round. background. Family. Amen. Nice. Trying not to say the word home because we already said that. Um, well, it was family, right? Okay. Correct, and you can't, you can't say hell again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> Fun. I was about to say you can't say Together. head either, but what 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 what? Okay, so fun and cat said what? Togetherness. Togetherness, nice. Yes. 
and Bob. Safety. Safety. Nice. And last but not least, to end our game is George. The safety. Job. Job. (laughs) And we ended with job with the first word being blue. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Well, thanks for playing, everybody. That was that was fun. And everyone in the comments on our live feed were playing too. So. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so it started with uh, somewhere in there, John Lupo wrote Ball, and Stephen wrote Navy. John wrote Up. I have no idea what words these were to. And Stephen also put in there the word Dumbass, and I think that was after Dumbbell. (laughs) So thanks for for playing, everybody. You know, um, Bob and I used to do all sorts of fun games like this. We used to have um, word association. We used to have the uh, trivia trivia question of right. the day where you would actually, if you were the first person to write in your comments or call in with an answer, you became a co-host for a day on the Dynamic Dojo radio show. And uh, we're thinking of bringing that back up again. And uh, we also used to have other other fun stuff and uh We're going to bring all that stuff back up again because now we've got this medium of Facebook Live where now we can see each other and stuff like that. I'm going to be working on trying to see if I can work in separate video feeds from people so that way we can see all of our co-hosts as we're we're broadcasting. I think that would be really cool. Um, I might have to get a different mixer and another computer, but hey, I'm all down for getting a new computer. That's fine with me. Yeah, we're getting toward the end of our broadcast. We have uh, just uh, a little more than 10 minutes. So, um, Bob, do you have any last questions for Bob? (laughs) No, I just have a a comment. I thought it was a great great show. He's he's done a lot. It was really impressive. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to remind everybody that we we won't be having a, a show next week. We will be doing the potluck, and we will be doing Facebook Live next week. So come and join us. Yeah, yeah, and come out to Dragon Fest on August 5th, because we're going to have all our co-hosts in one place, so me and Kat and Bob will be there, and Bob Robertson's going to be there, too, at Dragon Fest, so come out and be today's guest. I know, it's going to be a great time. So, Kat, any last comments or questions for Bob before we sign out? No, just thank you for for um, coming on the show. I really appreciate it, and thank you for sharing, and thank you for being you. Uh, thank Aww. you. Kat. Nice. And uh, since we have George on the line with us, do you have any last questions for our guest? Uh, not really. Right on. Well, you know, let's the bring Spidey. Spidey's still on the line. Stephen, do you have any last uh, last uh, minute comments or questions for our guest Bob Robinson? Spidey, are you there? You're talking to me. Yeah, Spidey, we're talking oh, to you. There he is. Oh, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know if you were uh, one. Um, uh, I just uh, think it's awesome for you to have a former Navy SEAL and a martial artist. Uh, what what all tournaments was Bob in? I didn't hear all. 
What all tournaments did you fight in? In a lot of tournaments. I don't don't think I've really been in any tournaments worth recognition, to be honest with you. I I, I was doing the circuit for a while on the eastern states. Um, I I can't even remember any notable names of tournaments, to be honest with you. (laughs) Okay. You went out out, and and you went out and you did it. That's great. That's phenomenal. Privilege talking to you, so thank you. Oh, I I have a question for Bob because he got disqualified. Sure. When you when you walked into the ring, Bob, did they just automatically hand you a red card? So you're starting <laughs> me on my stories again, Bob. <laughs> we were one night down. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> Bob Bob's back. Let's just let's just DQ him now. Yeah. <laughs> so there. There was, in one of my next-to-last fights, there was a guy that I had fought and disqualified with twice before. His name was Pete. And I remember he walked into the ring, and he saw who, who he pulled, and I got into the ring, and he just turned around and walked out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. That's oh awesome. I love that hearing is. that. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's that's absolutely hilarious. You win the fight without even having to fight. I love it. I know. <laughs> I don't know How if cool I call is that, that? Often, Oftentimes, when I'm, when I'm competing, when I've watched people fight, it's a, it's a, seriously, when they get into the ring and they're facing each other, it's a battle of will at that moment, and the winner is yeah. often decided before the fight even starts. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Amen. That's for sure. Well, all right. Thank you, Bob, for joining us today on the Dynamic Dojo Sunday Brunch Show. And thank you, Bob, for being a great co-host for today. And Kat, also, thanks for joining us. Thanks for calling in Sweaty and George. And so come see us at Dragon Fest, everyone. Me and Bob and Kat will be there, and Bob Robinson will be there. So come on out to the Dynamic Dojo Radio booth. Say hello to us. And we'll have some fun at Dragon Fest. We have no show next week. So we'll have another one at Dragon Fest. Uh, well, last thing, we'll have another show before that. Uh, a week before, yeah. and we'll probably be talking to the uh, current um, organizer of Dragon Fest, Michael Matsuda. So, bye, everybody. We'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye now. Bye, bye Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Have a great have day. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Love, everybody. Bye. Bye.